Why are the IAB and eMarketer forecasting 21% growth in connected TV ad spending in 2023? Here are three big reasons they're so bullish on the CTV market. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media. And today is May 4th, 2023. With the new fronts dominating the headlines this week, I want to dig into some of the announcements to help us understand why the IAB, eMarketer and ad buyers are so bullish on the connected TV. But first... This week, we are going to be all about the fasts. And if you are feeling a little at sea in the fast market, you need to watch my new class, Getting to Grips with Fasts, a primer on free ad-supported streaming TV. Whether you are new to or immersed in the fast market, we've got you covered. The class defines key terms, explains how the market grew so quickly, reveals the superpower of each of the top fast services, and tells you where the market is headed. It leverages the latest data, putting it in context, so you leave understanding the dimensions of the fast market, why it got that way, and where it is going. So grab your notebook, and let's get started. Now, back to our main topic. So this week, just in time for the new fronts, the IAB released its 2022 ad spend and 2023 outlook report. Uh, so, of course, IAB sponsors the new fronts. Uh, it made for very interesting reading, giving insight into not only where the market is, but also into the industry sentiments that will drive it in 2023 and beyond. And I've got to tell you, having read through the report, it all adds up to a very strong year for connected TV advertising. Here's what the IAB says happened in 2022. It said CTV ad spending was 18.6 billion, that's in the US, and that it will increase by 21% in 2023 to $22.5 billion. eMarketer, its forecasts are just a little bit higher. It says that in 2022, CTV spending was 20.7 billion. That's 2 billion higher than IAB thinks. And it thinks it will grow to 25 billion in 2023, which is 2.5 billion more than IAB thinks. However, the two do agree on the growth rate. Both think it will grow 21%. So the IAB is bullish on CTV advertising because the buyers it speaks to are bullish. So obviously for this report, it talked to a lot of buyers and the organization says that two thirds consider CTV a must buy just ahead of social video, video which I think was about 63% of buyers said it was a must buy. But both of those are far ahead of national or local broadcasts and cable TV. So it really is grabbing a tremendous amount of mindshare from advertisers in this 2023 season. But really, the big question here is why are the buyers so bullish? I can understand why IAB 
and eMarketer are listening to the buyers and hear the buyer's enthusiasm and that's why they're in they're bumping up their forecasts for spending. But why are the buyers enthusiastic? And I think I can think of three strong reasons why. So the first one is possibly the most obvious one. It's the decline in the traditional TV market in the US. And it has been accelerating over the last couple of years. Cable, satellite and telco TV providers in the US lost six. 0.9 million subscribers in 2022. That is up from 5.9 million in 2021. And if the first quarter in 2023 is any guide, the industry will lose at least that many, at least 6 million and possibly more in 2023. And the virtual MVPDs, that's services like YouTube TV, Hulu Live and Sling TV that provide access to that same big bundle of TV channels, they are not gaining enough subscribers to make up for the losses, not nearly enough. In 2021, they gained about 2 million subscribers, according to my calculations. And in 2022, 1.5 million was their gain. So over the last two years, over 9 million US households have walked away from the big TV channel bundle entirely. In other words, they cut the cord with their cable TV provider and did not pick up a virtual MVPD to augment or supplant them. And a lot of that viewing has transferred to the connected TV. And to illustrate that, I want to quote some data from Nielsen's The Gauge. But before I do that, I want to issue a little bit of a warning. I would treat this data very carefully because Nielsen issued a correction to The Gauge earlier this year uh, to account for a double counting of the virtual MVPDs. And there were some very strange things that were going on in that calculation that after I talked with Nielsen, I was still not able to resolve. So I'm not entirely comfortable that the gauge is as accurate as Nielsen portrays it to be. And if you'd like to learn a lot more, just stop by the End Screen Media website and search for my piece, Big Problems with Nielsen's The Gauge. Uh, you'll just have to search there um, in the search box and you should find it. Okay, so uh, with that said, treating this data a little bit carefully, Nielsen says that between September 2022 and February 2023, that's a six-month period, streaming's share of total TV time in the US increased from 31.6% to 33 And all of those gains, according to Nielsen, came from traditional TV. It fell actually more than 4% during the same period. Uh, and uh, I think that this will accelerate. Watch for the growth in streaming time to continue to accelerate as cord cutting grows this year. So there's, there's a little bit of indication that it's not just a question of people leaving the bundle. It's people leaving the bundle and using it less that's dragging the amount of time that we spend with traditional TV down. So that's obviously having a big impact on CTV because, you know, uh, that viewing is transferring. Now, the second big reason I think buyers are so enthusiastic about CTV is ad innovation. 
The simple fact is that connected TV is a better platform for advertisers. It allows CTV platform providers to bring a ton of innovation to the space, space, which just can't be matched by traditional TV. And I want to give you a couple of examples pulled from New, New Front presentations this week. The first one comes from Roku, and it is using AI to help it offer brands what I think is the holy grail of contextual advertising. It has used the AI to process much of the video available through the Roku channel to enhance the metadata of the content. What does that mean? Well, it is marking the video and the places in the video where it recognizes things that could pair well with a brand. So here's a good example. A wireless provider, for example, could place an ad right after ET phones home or after Tom Cruise's mobile call with Cuba Goodings Jr. in Jerry Maguire when Rod tells Jerry, you know the phrase, show me the money. Those are two great examples that they basically can place an ad right after that occurrence of, of the phrase they can place an ad wherever that ad is being watched on whatever channel inside of the Roku channel and whenever it is being watched. So it's time independent, it's channel independent. So that's Roku using the power of AI to process its video and open up new value, new ways for advertisers to sell their brands to consumers. And Amazon is doing some interesting things with national advertisers for its Thursday night football this season when it starts up again in September. It's going to allow those national advertisers to run a national ad during the game where the creative can change based on who is watching. What does that mean? Well, in the same 30 second slot that GM may buy, it could run an ad for a Camaro to a young adult, a Cadillac CT5 for older viewers, and a Chevy Trailblazer to everybody else. And you know, I you you would think it could also run an ad for the Bolt to viewers in California, for example. So that's the power that they are bringing to Thursday Night Football for brands. And oh, if the viewer is watching that game on a Fire TV device, the ad can also be interactive. So if the viewer wants more information about the card that they've just seen in the ad, one click of the remote pushes a landing page link to a phone or an email address so that the viewer can follow up in their own good time on that secondary device where it is easier to navigate to those landing pages. So those are just a couple of the innovations. Basically, all of the presentations I saw from the many companies at the New Fronts, they all were talking about ad innovation. So that's something I think that is a big driver of why buyers are so enthusiastic about the CTV platform. It is a platform where their advertising can just get more effective with a lot better results. My third reason well, if you go back a couple of years, advertisers were really struggling to reach streaming TV viewers. Hulu was really the only major SVOD service that supported ads. 
Tubi and Pluto TV had relatively small audiences and uh, their content was, I would say, less premium than it is today. Now, all of the top SVOD services have an ad-supported tier and two-thirds of viewers, according to TiVo, say that they use free ad-supported streaming TV services. And platforms are still arriving. Amazon announced during its New Front presentation that it was launching Fire TV channels. Uh, the content is available on the free tab from the Fire TV menu bar. Uh, Amazon isn't using the usual grid guide to provide access to these channels. And one of the reasons for that is some of that content is actually on demand. It's not in a linear channel. But they do provide these groups which make for very easy access. For example, viewers can find Tastemade, America's Test Kitchen, and Hungry Channels and others under the Food and Cooking group. Other groups include sports highlights, trending trailers, gaming videos, viral videos, travel inspiration, and celebrity news. There's really a ton of content in there, and it's right there on the Fire TV menu bar on the free tab. So nice and easy to access it. And Warner Brothers Discovery, it will be launching a fast service later this year. But it isn't waiting around for the platform to arrive before jumping into the market. In 2023, already the company has launched 14 fast channels with Tubi and channels featuring Westworld, The Bachelor, Kate Boss, Say Yes to the Dress and more with the Roku channel. I think it's a safe bet that Warner Brothers Discovery will be launching a lot more of these channels in the coming months. Uh, so the picture for viewers now is really pretty clear. Every TV they buy has a built-in fast service. They can get plenty of other free services like Pluto TV and Tubi and Plex and a whole bunch more and install those as well. And they can catch a break from the cost of SVOD services if they're willing to watch ads. And many are perfectly comfortable with this value exchange. They're willing to watch ads if they get things for free or they get things cheaper. According to TiVo again in its Q4 2022 report, the company says that three quarters of people are either ad tolerant or ad favorable. So that's a very large group that will put up with ads if it's free or if it gives them a cost reduction. So let's review. The collapsing traditional TV market, streaming TV ad innovation, and the ubiquity of streaming services supported by ads. These are three big reasons why the IA, IAB, eMarketer, and buyers are all so bullish on the growth of CTV ads. If you'd like a rough transcript of today's podcast, head over to the Endscreen Media website. There are diagrams which should help you understand a lot of the data that I've discussed today. And while you're there, why don't you post a comment about the podcast and let me know what you think and let me know what else I should be covering in this podcast. And also, if you haven't already, while you're there, sign up for the free Endscreen Media newsletter daily or weekly pop right into your inbox and you'll be the first to know when I post something new. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media and I'll speak with you again next time. 
This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.